Hey now, I'm now a big wave Billy, and I'm here in Lahaina, and you're listening to the Titus and Tate podcast, where all the information you'll ever need is at your earbuds. Here we go. Shine on, heal on, hear on, learn on, play on, carry on, Maui on, Titus and Tate on. Let's go. He takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. Timeout. Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, it is Friday, January 3rd, 2020. The voice you just heard was that of the legendary Bill Walton. We've played that a few times mm-hmm. to open the show. Uh, we did it for this show because, Tate, we it cannot wait. The Pac-12 update has to happen today. <laughs> no. I, know you, I know you did one on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm forcing your hand, dude. The Pac-12 is taking the country by storm. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, the two big games were Oregon goes down at Colorado. Mm-hmm. And UCLA basketball, after a three-game losing streak, after everyone was piling dirt on their grave, UCLA everyone. basketball is everyone. back. Is officially back. Um, what 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 a night for the Pac-12. <laughs> that that is that is the big takeaway this week. That's really, I mean, like the Big Ten had like Purdue Minnesota had a good game. Should I should I start here? By the way, I want to I want to get this out of the way. Um, Purdue Minnesota went to double overtime, and Purdue. This is a winning. great Pac-12 update. Let's yeah, start Pac-12 with Purdue, update. Let's talk Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I just want to get this out of the way because I really want to talk about the Pac-12 games. Um. My my mom and dad went to the game. My mom is a legend. I, I've said this mm-hmm. before at Purdue um, Legend, yes. On the podcast. A Purdue legend. Her face is hanging in Mackey Arena as as one of the fifty greatest players in the history of much Purdue to basketball. the chagrin of your father, who yeah. does not like the idea of her being my a Purdue father legend. attended Indiana University. Mm-hmm. Um you may have heard they are rivals. My dad hates Purdue with a burning passion, but he loves his wife. So every so often my mom will want to go back to Purdue. And my dad goes with her and they went to the game spitefully yeah. the whole time. Well, this is the, the other part of this is Indiana football was playing last night. They, they lose a heartbreaker in, in the tax slayer.com <laughs> bowl, whatever the hell is. Do called. you think that one day we can sponsor a bowl game at this? I rate? think, I think we really could. Cause I think we go to Shreveport and we say, what's the number? I think we really, really could, to be honest with you. Um, so my dad is is foregoing watching the Hoosiers play in a bowl game, which almost never happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one of the best IU football teams of all time. It's a sad state of affairs. But anyway, so he's going to the Purdue game. Uh, it ends up being a double overtime game. My dad does not go to a lot of games. He's he's a he's a guy that just sits on the couch and watches. Mm-hmm. He watches them all, but he doesn't like to, to actually go. Doesn't because go to a ton of. He cannot watch all the other games. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He likes to flip around yes. and stuff like that. So. I called him on the way over here before recording the show, and I was like, "Dad, what's the what? How was it last night? Double overtime game in Mackey Arena, one of my favorite arenas in college basketball. You were there. Um, give me the report. What did you see?" And uh, it was so funny. He, he goes, "I'll tell you this, Mark. I haven't been to one of these games in a while, but it, it just amazes me how there are fourteen thousand refs." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "He's like these these Purdue fans. He's like every call, every call. He's like." <laughs> Every time the whistle blows, it's all this, all that. I'm done. Mind you, like everything you say, it like happens at Assembly Hall just as bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I tell you what, that place gets loud. It's gross, Mark. It's gross. He's like, it gets loud. I'll give, I'll give him that. It does get loud. But he goes, what's funny? What no one likes to talk about is that place gets so quiet as well. (laughs) I was like, what? 
And then he starts throwing all these backhanded calls. And my dad was being absolutely <laughs> sincere. He's like, he's like, I will say, like, honestly, he wasn't being sarcastic. He was being very sincere. He's like, I, he goes, it really is kind of cool. Like, if you really step back and think about it, like, they can get 14,000 people in northern Indiana to come to these games. Like, he's like, you got to think of the, a lot of these Purdue fans have nothing to do. They're just, yeah, they're in they're, West Lafayette. They're, yeah, he's like, and he just starts shitting on northern Indiana. He's like, there's nothing to do in northern Indiana, all these farmers and rednecks. <laughs> And uh, and they find their way to mind you, mind you, drives my, past the farm. And yeah, my, right my parents home. live in like a cow pasture themselves. It's so funny. It was, I'm dying. I love. We gotta have my dad on just to talk about Purdue. Just we should just have a Purdue update. He was shitting all over Purdue. Uh, oh crap, he was crapping all. I forgot. Oh yes, he was crapping. No, but oh, no. you said that that one was fine. You said that word, that word oh, is no. okay. Did I say it was okay? You said it was yeah. okay. That's my new That's resolution. That's one pass. Okay. <laughs> one pass. It's one dollar. We the should Grand ask, Open. is Purdue-Indiana a better rivalry than, say, Louisville-Kentucky? Louisville-Kentucky? It has to know. be. Yeah. India, the, well, Indiana's won before, and Purdue's won before. <laughs> so um, anyway, that, that was hilarious, because my dad, he, he brought, he said nothing about, like, and, and he, he also, like, he, he was he was cheering very hard for Minnesota, so he was devastated. He, he loved Carr. He's like, Carr is great. Love watching that kid play. He ran out of steam down the stretch, but, uh, it, it was. Mark it was his just, car, twenty-seven yeah, points. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's so so good. And he's, uh, uh, what else was he? But it was, it was just so funny just to listen to him. The two who had twenty-nine and seventeen. Yeah, he was great too. Yeah, but but my dad, like, he he basically was not even really talking about the game itself. It was not like, mm-hmm. it was not like, yeah, when it went to the first overtime, I I thought that was all. I thought Purdue did this really well or anything. He was just basically like, I hate these fans. <laughs> Did he say anything about? Purdue. Did he say anything about <laughs> Nojo Eastern? Did he say anything yeah, about his zero well. points? Yeah, yeah, he's like Eastern. I think I yeah. was wrong. Yeah, I, I think was, I think I was on the wrong side of history yeah. with, with. Anyway, Eastern. I want to get that out of the way because it is a. Uh, I, I like to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on, so I call my people. You know, you got, we have our network of people around, <laughs> and you know, and uh, you know, I I had Maggie's a source. Doing great. I had yeah. a source in Mac Arena for a double overtime game, and I was like, I gotta I gotta get to the source, and all it was was like. These people suck. My big note from that was it does get really quiet in Mackey Arena. You know, you know, as as, as loud as it may get, it yeah, does get yeah, really quiet. Yes. So remember that Mackey Arena, stay loud. My dad, my dad lives for he, he said like he said the Purdue fans would like boo a call and then they'd show the replay and the Purdue fans would realize they were wrong and they would shut up because they would really like they're booing a foul and then they show like oh I guess Harms did foul again. My dad hates Harms by the way. He, oh, he made sure twenty six points for yeah, Matt Harms. He's like I can't stand watching Harms play. Uh, <laughs> Couldn't even uh, get a double double, says your dad. Twenty six to nine. He lives for Mackie getting quiet, and then he's it, it's so so funny because he's also he'll also do the thing, and I gotta shut up because you're gonna be going on my dad. He'll also do the thing where like he he pretends like he doesn't care. Like if if I you anything if, to avoid the Pac twelve talk until Tuesday. If Purdue wipes the floor with Indiana, my dad would like shrug his shoulders and be like, I never, I never, because as as we know, like he hates Indiana maybe more than. Oh yeah, Purdue, he's know? like I, he's like look, as bad as Purdue is, these boys. Let's talk in about Indiana, Devontae Green and yeah. how he turns the ball my over and goodness, shoots too much. How yeah. horrible yeah. are they? You're like, Man. Anyway, get that out of the way. It's time for, we have to talk about Pac-12. This isn't part of the Pac-12 update. This is actual. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually great basketball. That uh, uh, well, this shows where we are in the state of college basketball. Yeah. That it's just news of the day as Pac-12 basketball. This isn't a punishment. It's part of the so the Pac-12 update in my eyes was a punishment because Ohio State beat Carolina yes. by twenty-five in the D yes. Dome, and you're supposed to be punished. You're supposed to now have to keep tabs on Pinnets. like mm-hmm. Washington State and mm-hmm. and Cal, Kyle and, Smith, yeah. You're supposed to have to do that's the Pac-12 update in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Number four going down at Colorado is that doesn't count. That's actually noteworthy. That's like fun to talk about. And and so yeah, this isn't Pac-12 update. This is just 
First, talking about l- Pac-12 let's give basketball. a little bts of how the pac 12 update goes on my end i don't watch the games <laughs> until monday night and by monday night i mean i watch the highlights yeah and then, and then i piece and by highlights you mean you google what, what happened <laughs> yeah. what happened in pac 12 basketball I piece together the the big moments and uh and so for this type of thing if the fact that i had to keep up with what was going on yeah basically a week ahead of schedule <laughs> i did not like and this is the penance of the pac 12 update has laid part two because I have yeah. to do that. That's that's a ob- mm-hmm. like it's an obligation at this point. But anyways, the Oregon Ducks, number four in the country, mm-hmm. a team that everyone loves, and guess what? They lose. This is the team that was supposed to be the national player of the year. Like I, I said, the non-consensus national player of the year, Peyton Pritchard, thought that this would be his moment, his year done. Colorado though has just saved our boys. So you're swearing out. You're saying Peyton Pritchard can't win national player of the year. Now. Yes, <laughs> it's over. You lose to Colorado yeah, at Colorado, it's over. No, I'm kidding. But seriously, <laughs> Dayton is back because Colorado just showed you that they can beat a top five team. Yeah. Dayton, we view as a top five team, yep. top five program. So okay. in that sense, this is a signature win for the Dayton Flyers. Yeah, who also destroyed LaSalle last night as yes, well. Yes, so. destroyed them. Yeah, great. Yes. So that uh, was my takeaway from this Pac-12 game is that Dayton is back. Um, does this, uh, I was actually watching the game, um, because I, because I don't, I don't Again, hate Pac-12 I'm, basketball. I'm waiting until Monday night. I gotta, I gotta really dive The feed, in. uh, the feed cut off at the end. It was pretty funny. Uh, Colorado was obviously going to win, but ESPN just cuts the feed off. It cuts to Seth Greenberg in the studio and he's just like, sorry guys, we lost the feed. Uh, anyway, uh, so here are other scores around the country and they just start like doing their post-game show basically uh the, the feature you think off this is a ploy for espn to get oregon aka nike a national title i think so hmm. i think that might is that how it works is if if oregon yeah i don't know um they tried in football only to be stopped by cameron newton so uh mckinley wright has has 11 of tw- of his final 20 or i'm sorry excuse me 11 <laughs> of 20 of his 21 points in the final five minutes is what i was trying to say mckinley has, wright has the fourth assists. by the way yeah yeah Bill Walton's going on about, uh, he says, McKinley Wright named after William McKinley, which I don't know if that's actually true. 100% um, not true. And then he's like, who famously had his name revoked from Mount McKinley in Alaska, has been renamed Denali. Walton was on one. I love, I love anytime Walton calls games in Colorado because one, you know he just loves being in Boulder. Like that's his scene. Oh, if, if there's anywhere, yes. Yeah, yeah. If there's anywhere in the Pac-12, the that man. stirring. Yeah. Uh, but then also it 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 lends itself to him making puns about being high because they're in altitude. So so you just kept saying over and over. I'm back in the Mile yeah. High City where I'm a member of the Mile well, High Club. We're high in the Rockies. <laughs> Dave Pash would be like, "Speak for yourself." Oh, uh, so good. Um, yeah, Oregon goes three for eighteen from the three point line, and this is a this is a concern uh, for me. I've always said you have to make shots state to win at this mm. level. Oregon was not making shots. Especially uh, at this altitude. At the at that altitude, yeah, yeah. Three for eighteen from three point line. Mathis was not hitting. Pritchard Pritchard actually didn't play too poorly. Pritchard uh Pritchard's okay. I I think he's still gonna be fine. I don't know if he's gonna win National Player of the Year though, because I, it is weird watching it. Like he's so so good, but he, if he wins National Player of the Year, that's a sad state of affairs for college basketball. And we can't have that. It may happen still, yeah, but I, I think at this point we blame Colorado for taking him out of consideration. So congratulations to the Buffaloes. You've done it. You've beaten Colorado's two, a good team, dude. Two top five teams. Uh, McKin- two top five so wins. the AP write up of this game, it was seventy four AP votes y- for Colorado. They're officially going to be in the top twenty five. They'll be in the top twenty five. Yeah, sure. congratulations. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, uh, 
the AP write up of this game was funny. It says, uh, McKinley, it started like this McKinley, right? The fourth received a little pep talk from none other than himself. I told myself I had to get going, he said, of his second half inner monologue. Right, listen to right. And then right was right. On. And then it goes on. It's like, I, I love these AP write ups. Like, who, who's writing these things? Could have been me. Like, I told myself I had to get going. And like, so someone heard that uh, speech. So someone heard that in the press conference where he said, I had told myself I had to get going. And they built the whole story around that. It's pretty funny. He um, calls himself a walking bucket, by the way. McKinley Wright the fourth. This is something they talked about that he just considers himself a walking bucket, which made me think of our boy Tyler Hero. Yeah. And that man is a walking bucket, Tyler yeah. Hero. Just wanted to point that out again. Um, Anything to stay out of the Pac-12 until Tuesday. <laughs> you really, you really, really, really don't want to talk about the Pac-12. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, so Colorado. Uh, Oregon has never, ever won in Colorado. This is um, this is the first leg of the mountain trip, Tate. Um, it, we, we've talked about it before. It's always hard going to altitude. It's hard playing Colorado and, and Utah. But Oregon has never, ever won in Colorado. Isn't that kind of surprising? It's not. It's not quite Clemson losing in Chapel Hill. Yet. But it begs the question, but are they tough still, enough for altitude? Yeah, I don't know. They play at Utah. The mountain trip's going to be tough this year with Utah and Colorado are both pretty good. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. The only team I can think of that can go out there and handle the altitude is a guy that is so strong-willed, I should say, not really necessarily strong himself, but with just his demeanor, and that is Mick Cronin, the head coach of the UCLA Bruins, a guy that mm-hmm. is not afraid the to go... A guy that's on, back. A guy that's back. And not, a guy that's not afraid to go on the road and say... You know what? I don't need any of my five stars on the bench who I now say are terrible basketball players because I have no talent here at this program. I need Jake Kyman. Mm-hmm. And I need Jake Kyman to shoot threes. Mm-hmm. And I need him to make those threes. Mm-hmm. And somehow, he did make Is, seven threes. Do you think that's what Mick Cronin said going into the game? Because I think after... I do. I, I think I, the I, only person he respects <laughs> on the team right now is Jake Kyman. He was like, he's the only one that has the green I saw it a shoot. different way. I saw... Um, <laughs> I, I think Mick Cronin, when Kyman hit his fifth three, Mick Cronin turned to the bench and said, who the hell is that kid? <laughs> he asked his assistant to their coach, that's a freshman. That, that, really? That's our guy? He's on our team? Has he been on our team the whole year? <laughs> yeah, coach. Yes. Yes, he has. Alec- huh, really? Olszynski <laughs> shooting great tonight. Yeah, Everyone's Olszynski. like, that's not him. That's not him. Did you see Cronin did the... Uh, did the uh, the K move who uh, where he he took away the uh, the the UCLA practice gear? He said you cannot wear Under Armour, and the, and the players are like, "Thank God, thank God, fun. yeah, <laughs> now I can wear Nike again. This is perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Coach." Yeah, uh, yeah. So th- that that was a movie tried. So Sharif they- O'Neal and Tiger Campbell were seen with Jordans on. Roaming around right. campus, yeah. not going to and practice. And then they played well, and then everyone was like, wow, this was what a great move by Mick Cronin to take. Those kids must really <laughs> want to get that armor, Under Armour back. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> He's like, no, coach, we're good. We're good. We like this. <laughs> The only person still wearing Under Armour is Jake Kyman. He's in yeah. full. He's in full. He has his name on the back of the shirt. He's like, just he's in case co- you didn't know. He's got sleeves on and headbands <laughs> and practice every day. Uh, so UCLA was on a three-game losing streak. They lose at Notre Dame, who is not a good basketball team. They not lose. At all. They lose uh, to North Carolina and Vegas, who is not, not a good, a good basketball, basketball team. team. And then they lose at home. An to, ailing basketball. Team. They lose at home to Fullerton, who is really not a good basketball team. And that that was where they were headed, or that's where they stood going into. <laughs> The game at Washington. Washington, um, very young. Uh, Jane McDaniels did not play well in this game. Fouled out in 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. Also had four turnovers. Uh, Washington's a young team, but they, they have a ton of talent. Isaiah Stewart, I love that kid. 24 I and I love Isaiah Stewart. He mm-hmm. plays so, so hard. My, I, I say this all the time about big guys. Um, 
but I there, there there feels like there are so many big guys that do not play hard in college basketball because they're they, they're just kind of like forced into because you're so big they're just like told you're gonna play basketball and mm-hmm. you can tell they kind of hate being out there. We um, used to call that the Nick Richards until we until Nick, yeah yeah. Yes. Um, but it ha- it it happens all over college basketball and part mm-hmm. of it too part of the frustration I think with those guys too is like most of the fans that are watching are not seven feet tall or whatever. So when you see a guy that's that big and you're thinking to yourself, if I was him, I would just be dunking on everyone. Why is he not dunking? Uh, so those guys are always like very frustrating when you watch big guys that are just kind of mm-hmm. going through the motions. So to see like a guy like Isaiah Stewart who just plays his ass off at all times, um, I really, really like it. Uh, but anyway, Washington has a ton of talent. They, I don't know if they were supposed to win the Pac-12 or what. They could theoretically win the Pac-12. But to lose your first Pac-12 game to a UCLA team that is a dumpster fire. Not yet. Not good. Not fully, not completely. And the funniest thing about it was because last episode, as we led into the new decade, I basically had decided that Mick Cronin is the worst of that (laughs) decade. You know what I mean? Of the last decade. But it's a new decade. And Mick Cronin may not be the worst in this decade. And I like the way that he's approached this new decade. I think it's a new Mick. I think it's a new day. And until he proves me wrong... He's a winner right now. You know, he's what I undefeated mean? in Pac-12 he's play. Undefeated in Andy this Katz, decade, Andy, Andy Katz threw out one of my favorite phrases immediately after the the buzzer sounded. That that Mick Cronin got a program win. What is a program win? We're no not quite knows. sure. Um, but he's It'd be got cool it. if you get like gold coins. Yeah. You had like your resume. And it was like this many program wins. Bob Huggins has fifteen program yeah, wins over the year. Who <laughs> leads the country in program wins? Yeah, Rick Pitino leads the nation in program wins. We hang a banner. They hang banners in the, in the Tom Green the, has like five program oh, wins, God. but he is he has cashed them in yeah. so hard. He's like, Yeah, you remember that game? He, remember Watford? Oh my god. They, Tom Crean gets a program win every season at least. I mean, um it's to a century. Uh I forgot I saw this so I was watching the uh uh the the postgame press conference. So Cronin wins, uh they immediately have him on with the Fox guys. Um, it was Lav and uh, 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 Jimmy Jackson mm. were in there. Yeah, and uh, Mike Hill was 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 love doing Mike the, Hill. Yeah, so it was those three guys, and Cronin's on there, and he's just cutting it up with those three. Like he's doing, he's doing his open mic shit, and he's ta- he's doing his open mic stuff. Damn it, darn it, darn Greg, 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 Greg's Dad gonna, Dad gummit. You know what you need to do? Greg's you need gonna, to watch Philip Rivers tape. I know, I really do. I just and you need to, to let those words in seep into you. You know what I mean? Like that's how you talk about it. Dag nabbit. It's just, but you got to say it with, as harshly as the real words. Uh. Anyway, so the point is, uh, he Cronin's cutting it up with those guys, and um, he's talking about how how he, he I, I don't know. He's talking about Lav having more money than him, and Lav having a house in Marina Del Rey, and he mm. wishes he could afford it. And then Lav's like, "I've seen the cheddar you make, Mick," and it, it was it was hilarious because Cronin because Cron, like Cronin's a, a dick, and he's. Mm. And asked everybody, and then suddenly he wins, and now he's like a jovial. You get jovial Mick Cronin, who's who's having a lot of fun. But he did say this this quote, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, he was talking about taking the uh, uh, the UCLA practice gear away, and he says, "I took everything away from them that had the four letters on it, including myself." And when he said it, I thought he was saying, "I heard four letters taking himself away." So I thought like he was like, "I took myself away from my team because all I do is I even took four, these letters. four letters. Yeah, away. I took M I C K. I took that yeah. away." f-u-c-k-s-h-i-t i thought he was like i took all the four letter words that i used i left but he, he said that he himself did not feel uh worthy worthy of wearing mm-hmm. ucla stuff so th- they went back to the basics they went you know back what, to the Nick? i agree with that do you think did... <laughs> now mick now you're talking 
<laughs> he stared at himself in the mirror like, I'm the UCLA basketball coach? Is that, is that serious? You. You put the hue in UCLA, Mick. It's you. Should start every 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 <laughs> press conference on Mick Cronin should should just start like every question you ask Mick Cronin in the media should be like, Coach Cronin, as the head coach at UCLA, Lay. just so, just so he has that moment where he's like, Am I the head coach? Is that true? Is that really happening? Um, dun, 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 do you think he? Do you think when he took the gear away and now he's going to start giving it back to them, he's going to do the John Wood move and teach him how to put on socks? Yes, I think so. I think he's going to teach him how to put on shoes, and he's going to make sure they're Under Armour shoes. And then those guys are going to be <laughs> mad that they're not Jordans again, and then lose again um, and again. Good to have Mick and back. Again. Mick is the head coach of UCLA. It is it and is again. something we'll never never get used to. They're, we're going to the game. Uh, was it next week? The eleventh, January eleventh. They, they play USC um, at UCLA. You really, really, I got to say, you really hated this Pac-12 talk. Not on Tuesday. Well, I could tell. I could sense it. You're just like, what are we doing? I you, you feel out of sorts. I mean, what is going on, Big East? What is going on, ACC? What is going on, Big Ten? What is going on, Big Twelve? Take the headlines. <laughs> How's the Pac-12? Gonzaga was down the headlines. Gonzaga was down at halftime at Portland too last night. So it was it was Pac-12 all around. Although we say Gonzaga is their own entity on the West Coast. Yes, they're blue blood. Part. See, yeah. that's a blue blood headline. We should have, we should have led with that. All right, that's my fault. They were, they were losing at halftime, which, as we learned from Ohio State, Terry was, Porter. We were, we were we were we learned from Ohio State Wisconsin football that if you're losing at halftime, that's just like losing the full game. Still not still not over that. Um, all right, what else we got? We got to get to Harry because uh, this is official. A Harry of, of against all odds, Harry Gagnon, uh, a famous. Uh, I guess he's. Does he a have famous a last name? Gagnon. Gagnon. That's his Gagnon. Name. <laughs> Harry Gagnon is going to come on this podcast right uh, now uh, with us to give us a full. We don't do gambling really ourselves. I mean, I keep up with it at some level, but Harry bets on all these games. He wants to talk about the best bets for 2020 for the futures of the NCAA season because we're a miss. We don't know. We do, we're kind of lost. So Harry's going to come on, but first, let's take a quick break. Quick break to get a word from our sponsor, Dollar Shave Club. When we talk about Dollar Shave Club, we can't stress enough. The quality of their products. We spent years developing, crafting, refining everything. They have everything we use to look, feel, and smell our best. You name it, they have it. We use it. We've been members for years. Mark Titus, you've been members for years. You I, use I everything. Yeah. You yes. love the I prep scrub. Yes. I used it today. Yeah. I shaved my face today. Officially. Mm-hmm. You can see that. It's on the record. And as amazing as their shape stuff is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. Dollar Shave Club has you covered head and toe. They have everything you need to shower, shave, style your hair, brush your teeth, and yes, wipe your butt. Mm. Love it. <laughs> Love it. And Dollar Shave Club can keep you, keep you automatically stocked up on the products you use. You get what you want whenever you need it, whether that's once a month or a few times a year. You never have to waste time in a store wondering if what you're getting is any good. As a Dollar Shave Club member, we know what we're getting is the highest quality. And right now, you can get the quality of Dollar Shave Club's products to test. Their ultimate shave starter set is basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The executive razor, shave butter, prep scrub, and post-shave do. Best part is you can try it for just $5. Mm-hmm. That's not a lie. Just $5. One Abraham Lincoln, but not a penny. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices. Get your ultimate starter set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash Tate, T-A-T-E. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash Tate. I just got to say, I love that it's you're getting still, You're getting upset about the, this. The, the website. They said that they can't do tits, <laughs> and we got to figure out what the hell the next thing is. <laughs> they, they, they are saying on the record, we will not do T-I-T-S. I we can know. do tit 
What we about can, we can Titus? Do, you can't do five you letters. You can't do five T letters. Five, can, who, it can only be four or less. What rule is this? Who, I don't know. This is ad. This is true. ad copy. What, what is this? Nineteen ninety-eight? Like, does the internet like? No, this is office space. You got to add two. I mean, you got to go sakes. in. Yeah. Unbelievable. Give them the reports. All right, and now on the line, as promised, he is Harry Gagnon of Against All Odds. He is also all over Odd Shark. If you've seen him on Twitter, you know him as AAO Harry. We are joined by the great Harry. It's Pleasure, great guys. to be with you, awesome. Harry. Good one, Harry. All the above, Harry. This is fun. This is great. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate uh, you guys having me on your show. This is going to be awesome. Thanks. Well, we appreciate you, Harry, and we're happy to have you on the show. Mark Titus and I both are here right now, and we both admitted earlier we don't do college basketball betting uh that well right titus i don't i don't gamble of any kind but i find it fascinating because uh you know people who do gamble obviously are are, are very into it and um it, it's becoming it's becoming so mainstream now that i i it's seeping into my brain like i i texted tate last night i said keep an eye on this oregon colorado game Colorado's actually favored by one and i find it fascinating that i'm like plugged into this even though i don't gamble at all that's that's where we've reached as a as a gambling society that i i kind of know all the spreads even though i've never well, placed a bet on sports in my life well first off titus i'll say you're a very smart man then you're a very smart man very well educated for not gambling i'll say that well i appreciate that harry i appreciate you saying titus is a smart man because i'm sitting across from him that made him very happy and that warmed our heart speaking of warming well, our hearts you gave out to the world uh villanova over kansas uh, about a week ago right uh a couple weeks ago and yep. That was, I guess, an upset that the world did not see coming. But you, Harry, you saw it coming. And that led us to to really need to have you on this podcast to set the record straight that you know college basketball maybe better than some who love the sport because you watch it and you gamble on it. So how did that come to you? And are there any more games like that you can give out to the world, Harry? And I know there's a great slate of games tomorrow. Well, you know what? I, I like Villanova in the spot, guys, because they were home, hadn't had a significant key win all season so far uh they got rolled against uh titus's buckeyes by 25 so they needed something mm -hmm. on their resume they needed something there there was a home and home against kansas uh kansas beat them in fog allen last year by three so they were coming here an early game on the east coast i just thought uh that this was a perfect spot for villanova uh, they played a tough uh, first half and then went into the second half, and it was close all the way. It was fortunate because, look, Kansas, I had that game. I was giving that game out straight up against for Villanova, and they were down actually four with a minute 50 to go, and Kansas was at the line. They missed the free throw. Uh, they came down, and Nova hit a three, and before you knew it, they pulled it out down the stretch, which was good. And look, you know, we got to, we got, guys, look, I, I'm looking uh, this morning and last night. At the slate of games we've got tomorrow, first off, tonight, uh, Titus, we've got your Buckeyes at home against Wisconsin. They're laying seven here. Uh, I don't know. Wisconsin's so-so this year. Their record's not the greatest. Um, I, I don't really have a feel for this one, but tomorrow's slate, slate of games is great. Uh, I look, Virginia Tech's at Virginia. Virginia better not sleep on Virginia Tech. They beat Michigan State this year, uh, and they lost at home to South Carolina a couple weeks ago. Uh, by 11, so that's, that's an interesting game. My, Miami hosts Duke in South Beach. The U is pretty tough this year, too, but my game tomorrow, I'm going to give you guys. San Diego State is one of the very few teams left that's undefeated. They're 14-0, and but they've played a weak non-conference schedule, really, and they're at 
Ogden, Utah. They're playing Utah State, who's 13-3. and three. Utah State just got smoked at UNLV as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. People look at this and be like, oh, we got to jump on San Diego State. But look, I'm taking Utah State tomorrow to win outright against the Aztecs. Utah State has two great guards in Malachi Flynn and Sam Merrill. They're averaging about 33 points combined per game this year. And I just saw a stat to it for player of the year. Malachi Flynn is at 12 to 1 to be player of the year for the for the Aggies of Utah State. So I'm calling that tomorrow. Utah State late night beat San Diego State for their first loss of the season. I like that pick. That actually is a good pick. That's a uh, I, I do they have a spread on that yet? No, but my guess would be here that I bet you 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 know what I'm I'm feeling the way the way I feel because of this game and the way they lost to UNLV. Uh, I think they're going to make this game lower than they probably should, and I'm going to even say that. Remember this because I because I was Tate knows I was dead on on that uh, Villanova line when I said Kansas would be two two and a half, and that's exactly what they were on the road. Uh, so here I'm th- going to think Utah State is even going to be a favorite here. I'm going to say Utah State is a one-and-a-half to two-point favorite tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I've i always heard that Utah State has an insane atmosphere, um, that, that arena. That, that's part of why Tate and I have been talking about we want to we want to do a road trip. I think we're going to. We're going to go to Utah. We're going to do a Utah nice. road trip and hit all these Utah schools. But part of it is like, like hey, Utah listen, State, listen, from listen, what I can, what, what I can tell, is like one of the great home court advantages in, in college basketball that never gets talked about. So um, I, I could see that place rocking. Utah State came into the season. What, they were like a top 15 team right at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And yeah, they, they have a ton of talent. So that'll be – that's a good pick, Harry. I like that what, pick. When you guys do that run of – when you guys do that run of Utah, hit me up. I'll join you. Girlfriend's there. Her family's there. So, you know, we'll, uh, we'll make a whole thing of it. It'll be fun. I think that we may have to apply to the state of Utah to bring you with us, Harry. Yeah. But that, that sounds like a great trip. Yeah. We're down uh, to bring you with us. Absolutely. <laughs> um let's talk about let's talk about futures because this is like the one thing that that uh I actually have uh, an, enough of a brain to understand when it comes to gambling, um, is is trying to figure out national championship odds, mm-hmm. who's a good pick, um, all that kind of stuff. I looked up the odds today. I I, I assume, Harry, you're tracking this at all times. This is this is in your lifeblood. This sure. is this is what you do. Um, I I was I had no idea. I haven't looked it up all season. I didn't even look it up in the preseason. The first time I I, I looked it up was today. Um, and and just to give people who who listen who don't gamble, uh, maybe you saw different odds than I did, but this is what I saw. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of read through the, the top five or so, so people sure. listening have some frame of reference. Gonzaga is the favorite right now at seven to one. They're the number one team in the country. Um, next we have Kansas at eight to one and and Duke at eight to one. Oregon is ten to one. Louisville is twelve to one uh, with Michigan State as well at twelve to one, and then Kentucky and Ohio State are both sixteen to one, and everyone else is twenty five to one or, or or higher or lower, however you describe that with the <laughs> odds. Um, so what what jumps out to you, Harry? What Tate and I will offer our thoughts, but you're the you're the guru here. Well, you know, I I do like your Buckeyes. I do like them at that number. Uh, they've played a. Uh, killer non-conference schedule which will help down the road i feel uh like i mentioned before they waxed uh, no, uh villanova by 25 and i know you guys were on the road in uh chapel hill sorry tate but uh they did a number on your tar heels too this year so i think ohio state with their non-conference schedule um that they've played it's going to toughen them up down the stretch uh i do like louisville at 11 to 1 i know their only slip up was against texas tech uh, Texas Tech played probably the best game of the year there, so I like Louisville as well. Uh, I like Nawara. He's getting 20-7 and seven, uh, this season. Uh, the Cardinals, um, 
Memphis still. I know uh I know Wiseman is gone, but I still have confidence in team and uh and guys on against all odds when uh Sal had us pick a team to win the national championship. Of course I took Memphis and they had Wiseman on the team. Uh but it's still at fifty five to one. I think I've seen that I've seen that number even a little bit bigger. I still think they're out there. I think they're still number nine in the country. I think they still can get things done. Uh DJ Jeffries is good. Precacious uh uh Achua have been very good for this team that they're, they're almost averaging uh i think he's averaging a double double and you guys know by the way i know it's only three games but wiseman when he was playing for memphis he was shooting 77 percent from the field which is crazy but uh I, I like those teams and i also like uh i know um tate and i have been back and forth about dayton uh parlay kid who's on the against a lot podcast went to date and he's been backing them this year i like him too at 30 to 1 um They've been fantastic overall as a team. Uh, they did have a slip up in Chicago against Colorado, but Colorado's a good team too. Uh, just beat Oregon last night. Um, Dayton's number twentieth in the in the country. Obi Topin is uh, um, shooting sixty two percent from the field uh, as of right now. He's averaging twenty and eight. He's averaging three threes a game. So to shoot sixty two percent from the field and you shoot three threes a game. That's amazing. Uh, the team is first Dayton first in field goal percentage um, as a team. So I think Dayton out of the a 10 is definitely worth the shot to look at as well. I love that. I love that Harry, because we kept uh, bringing up Dayton when we were texting, we were at the Maui invitational Titus and I were, and I was texting you about Dayton mm-hmm. and parlay kid. As you mentioned last year, he said that Virginia was going to get redemption to win the national championship. He wants to make sure that everyone knows that forever. So we'll mm-hmm. point that out again. Well, well I, also uh, gave it, I, also, I, I also gave it out too. He likes to take the full credit on that. You, you also, also gave it too, Harry. That's too. right. We'll get, we'll give it to you. You're also yeah. the guru. So we'll give it to both you guys, but we should point out that Obi top and, and the Dayton flyers, that's a team that, Titus and I, you know, we both fell in love with, but they also, they don't necessarily have the resume, but as you just said, Colorado beats Oregon, which helps boost their resume up a little bit more. Right. Obi Toppin leads the nation in field goal percentage, a chance to still win national player of the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, probably Pro- not, probably not, he'll probably, but maybe he'll get the token, like first team, all he'll get, he'll get thrown a first team, all American nod, but like never be taken Talked about, seriously yes, as, exactly. as Dotson yeah. goes on to win and yeah, Kansas right. probably wins the national championship right. uh but that Dayton team Harry do you believe as much as we believe that they have a real chance to win the title or should we just bet on them for like final four futures well, or find some other weird thing to bet on them for I would say maybe still they do but we can definitely have faith in them because of what they did in Maui and more than that how they played against Kansas in Maui in the championship game because look if even if they won a couple games in Hawaii that would have been fine and then you play Kansas, the real team, the real team that's there for people to watch and see and get rolled by 2025. Well, you might say you had a nice tournament, but Kansas is superior to them and superior to a lot of other teams. They took them to overtime and they battled them the whole way. So look, I think we can uh, down the stretch here, uh, have faith in the Dayton Flyers. Yeah, the thing that stood out to me, and and um, I, I think Kansas is the best team in the country. Mm. I think uh, when I'm looking at the odds, like if I had to pick a favorite, I like uh, of the top five teams. If I had to bet on one of these teams to win, I would bet Kansas. Kansas. I would it's 100% bet Kansas. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because we saw them in person, they're so they're so long and, and athletic defensively. Devon Dotson might be the best player in the country, and he might not even be the best player on his own team. We love we love when that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when that's the case, because Azabuke is so good, he no one has an answer for him. Um, we, we really really like Kansas, and the thing about the Dayton Kansas game is that uh, uh, Kansas the, 
Dayton did not hang with Kansas because Kansas played poorly. Kansas was firing on all mm-hmm. cylinders. Kansas was playing very, very good basketball, and Dayton was still matching them. Um, whereas, like when Kansas lost at Villanova, it wasn't quite the same Kansas team that we saw in Maui. Um, it, it was more of like they just weren't playing their best, and that happens in college basketball sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not Dayton that Villanova's had- not good. They just, you know. Yeah, um, Day- Dayton that game had no so problem. So with going. that, like Dayton, it stood out to me how good Dayton was because they they took Kansas's best shot and took them to overtime. And they and they ran they ran and run and gunned with them too. You know, they went up and down the court with them. The high scoring game, they had no problem doing it, mm-hmm. and they hung. So uh, we, we kind of you kind of skimmed over a lot of these uh, uh, long shots. Tate, you can jump in this as well. Who do we so? You know, I, I I guess every time I I would go on against all odds and we talk to Sal about this stuff, you, you get asked who's a, who's a long shot, who's a value mm-hmm. play, all that kind of stuff. Um, is there is there a team? I'll ask Tate, and then Harry, you can chime in as well. Sure. Tate, like that sticks out to you, as far as like uh, what w- what constitutes like a long shot? A long value? shot is someone that is uh, let's say eighty to one or less odds or okay. higher odds, whatever you want to say yeah. uh, is how you quantify it. But I would say this: a team that. I believed in to start the season, Harry, a team that you believe in, the Florida Gators. And I, and I, don't, <laughs> and I don't know mm. what their odds are right now. It's I don't 60 even, to I'm, one. Not, I'm not even sure that they have a real chance to even make the tournament. But if you let Florida in the tournament, the Watch Florida out. Don't Gators, let them get hot. Yeah, is yeah, that what you're don't saying? let Florida get hot is what I'm saying, Harry. <laughs> Brother so, Brian's not those happy with that pick Don't let Florida get way, hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got. Well, look, guys, I think uh, if you look at, uh, you know, a lot of this, look, I think the Big East has some really uh, good teams in there. Uh, I also like in the Big 12, West Virginia. Uh, they shocked your uh, Buckeyes, uh, Titus, so that's interesting. They're at 11-1. Yeah, we don't need to talk uh, about they're that. They're a very good team. Um, also, but like I said, back to the Big East, Butler. You look at a team like Butler, who's 13-1. and one. They've got great wins this season, great quality wins. They beat your Florida Gators. They rolled them. Uh, at home, they beat Purdue, Minnesota, a Stanford team who's pretty good out of the Pac-12. Um, like I said, the 13-1. You look at their lineup and you look at their you look at their uh, their stat team stats. Very not it's not impressive at all. But at 13 and one, very impressive record and very impressive wins. They like to play in the 60s. So Butler's always a team to look out for. And I just got to mention. I know I mentioned this to you a while ago, Tate, but. I got to mention maybe a shot in the Big East tournament, which will be interesting to watch this year. DePaul, the Blue Demons, mm-hmm. best record to start a season since 1986-87. I don't even know if you guys, were, I don't even think you guys were born yet, but I'll tell you a little quick story. Like Paul Reed, by the way, averaging a double double has been great for them at their, their their star forward. But my first ever basketball game, college basketball game, I ever went to sixth grade. DePaul was ranked number one. They had Terry Cummings, Mark Aguirre on this team. Dick Enberg and Al McGuire did the game for NBC when they were the greatest announcers in college hoops ever when I was growing up. And uh, it was a great game. Syracuse hung uh, in the Carrier Dome. Like I said, DePaul was number one. DePaul won 93-88. Great game. But I always remember that because that was a Ray Ma- great Ray Meyer was the coach of the team then. And uh, my first college basketball game was DePaul, number one at Syracuse on a Sunday. Great game. They lost by five, but I'll always remember that. So I'm rooting for DePaul a little bit. Harry, you need to become the sister Gina DePaul. Yes. How do we get that done? <laughs> yes. It sounds like you're all in on DePaul. Like, we should we should make that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so, I, I don't Chicago know. Chicago school, yeah. It would be great, right. It would be great to see a Chicago school 
Right. Now that you know, we had our time with Loyola, now it's DePaul's turn. Let's get them in the tourney here. Let's let's keep winning here. Yeah. D- does DePaul play Loyola? And you could go to the game and we, we have a square off with you and Sister Jean. Yeah. Like that would be great. That would be I, I think it's one of those things where you know, like the New Year's baby that they brought to the Pelicans a, a couple yeah, years right. ago. Like you dress right. up like the baby, and then it's the baby versus Sister Jean, and then you guys have like a wrestling <laughs> match at center court at halftime. We could, me and Sister Jean could put up our uh, put up our fists like we're gonna punch each other. That'd be good, right? That's what we want, Harry. Can we hey, make that happen, Harry? Can I give you my pick for a uh, uh, quote unquote long shot? And yes. you can tell us. me why I'm an idiot if you want. Um, I like Texas Tech at fifty to one. Um, uh, mm. I. I, I, this is a program that has gone to back-to-back elite eights. They, they went to overtime in the national championship last year, and I understand they lost a lot of players, but mm-hmm. um, they have, they have the coach. Chris mm-hmm. Beard is one of the best coaches. He's, he's, he has the pedigree. There's no question that he can get it done in March. We know that about him. Uh, they have the defense. They have one of the best. That's, that's their mo as a program. Is they play great defense. They're, mm-hmm. they're, I think they're fifteenth on Ken Palm right now in defense, defensive efficiency. Um, and then they have uh, Jamias Ramsey, who is is a go to scorer on and and you know that you know Tate that I love that I love yes. the Jared team, Culver as they say teams that have got yeah they have Keenan Evans he graduates they're like who's going to step up now it's Jared Culver Jared Culver leaves who's going to step up now Jamias Ramsey's a freshman uh, they also have Terrence Shannon who can mm-hmm. who can get buckets for him uh, Moretti's back yeah I was going to say Moretti's the one they they are mm-hmm. a guard oriented team they have a guard oriented offense and they play great defense and they have a coach that gets done in March and I saw that they are 50 to 1 and my eyes lit up and I thought that's a pick that I ha- that has my attention do you agree or disagree Harry interesting uh you know t- it'll be interesting though you know I know uh, I mean last year nobody saw that coming with Texas Tech nobody so uh to have to do it to be able to pull this off pull it, do it again and like i said a lot of like you said a lot of changes in positions a lot of player changes uh it's possible anything's possible like uh you know in this tournament because there's no there's no teams here that are just so like in terms of a runaway that you would say this team is going to be in the final four this team is definitely winning uh whatever mm-hmm. you know it's it's just it's it's going to be in, it's going to be insane this uh this march coming uh, you know especially even even in february conference tournaments it's going to be we're going to see i think we're going to see plenty of upsets guys plenty it does feel like a it does feel like a title game where it's going to be like a 6 seed versus a 3 seed for the title or something like that i'm That's down like, with that look everyone. you know I, I'm down with that. Look, guys, another conference. You know, I'm curious to know what you guys think too. I wanted to, I wanted to run this by you guys. Uh, the West Coast Conference is pretty good this year. I mean, of course, Zags are number one. Santa Clara's at 13 and two. They're 15th in the nation in field goal percentage. St. Mary's won again last night on the road, 14 and two. Any shot? I mean, I St. Mary's is always usually in the tournament too. But any shot at all if Santa Clara can keep this up in the conference play too? Any shot if they can beat if if they could beat Gonzaga once, you could get three teams in the West Coast Conference in the tournament. We no. believe in the West Coast there's, Conference. There's but no way. Not they're, that they're, much. They're, they're not getting three teams. Not that mm. much. Just on principle alone, I think I think the Pac-12 will prevent that from happening. The Pac-12 yeah. uh, <laughs> almost got one team in recently, and mm-hmm. and um, th- th- that was last year. They got yes. two in yeah, yes. last year. There's no way the WCC yeah. is going to get three. Right. The Pac-12 will stop it. UFC is pretty good. If the UFC's WCC good gets three teams in or more than the Pac-12, we start calling the WCC the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I'd um, love to. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. All right. My my last question for you, Harry, is uh uh you you brought up like Santa Clara and you, you like these, these mid majors. Who is the team that that you have been and maybe don't spill all your secrets, but uh 
Who's like a team off the radar that, um, you know, because like if I, if I was going to bet right now, I would just go look at like the Kentuckys and Kansases and Dukes. I would look at those lines. I would bet them, whatever. But the way you you guys that make all the money and, and you guys that are smarter than everybody else, you find like these diamonds in the rough teams like Williams, the William and Marys of the world. And you're, you, mm. you're plugged in on all those. Who was who like a, a low major, mid-major team that you've been tracking that um, – that 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 has your attention maybe maybe they're not going to win the title maybe they're not going to go to the final four but uh no one that watches college basketball is really paying attention to them but you are because you're so plugged in well a team that's been very good historically uh maybe not so much lately but uh years ago had made the final four um and i'm looking at wichita state out of the american conference they're sitting at 24th in the country right now they're 12 and 1 mm-hmm. overall this is a team that you know maybe if they can you know beat Memphis in one of uh one of their games this year and uh shock everybody there Wichita the speaking of shockers I think they you know at 12 to 1 24th in the country they're moving up the ranks and uh this American Conference has some good teams in it so if they can beat Memphis that's a team maybe I think to look out for I I like that pick because it is funny how Wichita State is just kind of falling off the map almost Um, yeah really they sort of have been last like six years right they are not on the forefront of people's minds in college basketball, but they still have a good team and a good program. And for some reason, it's like as soon as they move the American, it's they like they've just gotten forgotten about for for one reason or another. But, oh, yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Harry, uh, we appreciate you coming in and letting us know uh, what to bet on and what teams to keep an eye on because we uh, we need help in the gambling world. So we would love to have guys. you come back on and help us out when we need when we need the help. Uh, and again, that is uh, Harry. You're on against all odds once a week, right? And then we got you on Odd Sharks. You, you're you're figuring out how to be a multimedia star. So we appreciate you taking the time out for us. Trying, man. Trying, guys. Like I said, uh, tomorrow, um, Utah State is my play. Whatever the line is, they're going to beat uh, San Diego State. And also, guys, I've got a new show called The Best Bet Corner, and it's uh, on every Monday night. Uh, in a, on a Phoenix radio station called 1580 The Fanatic. It's me giving out my best bets, my best analysis, the spreads, and, of course, my picks. So, yeah, in the next two weeks, uh, it'll be available for downloading on podcasts. So, yeah, 1580 The Fanatic, I got a show there, too. And thanks, Satan uh, and Titus, for having me on. It's been great. Uh, anytime, I'd love to come on with you guys and talk hoops. Love you, Harry. Appreciate it, Harry. Awesome, guys. Thanks. Take care. Have a good weekend. All right, special thank you to Harry. What's his name? Gagnon? Gagnon. I love Harry. He's the best. And Harry. he's also giving you actual insight, you know what I mean? Which is yeah. something that I almost get blown away by when he yeah. starts going into it. Because you're like, this guy really cares. Yeah. Yeah. This he is really, for the love of the is, game. This is, yeah, this is, uh, this is what he does. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. I, I, I feel like we should have him on regularly because... Um, mm-hmm. I I it, he can be our gambling correspondent because I don't gamble. Like I said, I don't gamble, and I get asked I'm about broke, gambling. So all the I don't time. gamble. There's no there's no reason to gamble. And, and honestly, that's why Harry's inspiring because it's not like Harry's a rich gambler. You no. know what I mean? He's <laughs> really he's he puts his life a, on the line. Aren't there like four rich gamblers? And this is why I don't gamble. Like is every gambler broke? Isn't yes. that the whole point of gambling? Yes, it's the state. Oh <laughs> uh, no, but but my existence as a college basketball quote unquote expert, and I'm putting mm. quotes around that and very big very big quotes um my existence is like people asking me for gambling tips i tell them i don't gamble i tell them i don't really know what i'm doing with gambling on spreads Mm. like i can tell you who i think is going to win the game but like i don't know how the spread factors in i'm not 
I'm not in tune with all that. They're like, no, no, no. Just tell me what do you think anyway. <laughs> I tell them. They take my advice. They bet that they lose, and then they th- and they get pissed at me. And mm-hmm. they're like, how dare you cost me money? I like, call that the Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you to Harry. Uh, we're gonna wrap the show up with uh, uh, Fan Service Friday. Your tape. favorite, segment. my favorite segment on yes. earth. Uh, it backfires every time we do it. This is the second time we've done <laughs> Will it. Will it ever uh, work? It will never ever work. I have I had a great idea in my head of like you know uh, uh, people. If you're new to the program, I I put out a tweet on Friday. I say <laughs> respond to this tweet with things you want us to talk about, and then based on the whatever gets the most likes, that's what we'll talk about. It's it's we're letting the fans produce the show for us. <laughs> um, and in my head, it's like, hey man, did you see Sienna's big win? You should talk about that. And then yes. a lot of people like it. And yes. then I'm, and then and we're like, let's talk about. Sienna. And then yeah, we devote some time yes. on the podcast to Sienna, whatever they're whatever they have going on there. <laughs> um, it's a way for smaller school for for stuff we're missing to to rise to the top. Instead, it has backfired in a very massive way, and uh, we are going to now go through because I'm a man of my word. Yes. We, we are going what are to go the through the top vote getters this week. The top vote getters. Number one, tell the story of you getting fired from the ringer. Ah, oh, there it nice. is. Um, we have, have we talked about yeah, this? Like you told it. Will you tell it again? No. I uh, okay. Well, funny guy. Fun, yeah, funny. funny guy. Guy. Yeah, you're a funny guy. Yeah, um, funny guy. No, I mean, funny I how. Fun. <laughs> I don't know how many times. We have to talk about this. The The union was formed. The ringer union was formed. <laughs> then people in the union didn't like the union. They formed a union against the union. Mm-hmm. Then people in that union formed a union. And it just kept going. There were unions being formed against unions all the way down until the final union was just Tate and I. And, yes. And then... And then, and then said, World War Three. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then here we are. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the story. Um, no, Tate went to work for Ellen. I don't know how, I mean, we've told this a million let's, times. Let's just get to question number two. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's that spills this. into question number two, which is Tate, what is, uh, what is Tate's favorite part of working for Ellen? <laughs> That's a I'm very, so, I, was, I was trying to say without laughing. What a is very Tate's good favorite question. Uh, it's an easy answer, honestly, and it's probably a little too on the nose, but it's the dancing. It's, <laughs> it's honestly the dancing. The dancing, you think it's a joke, you think it's a ploy for the show. It never stops. What it's, is she gonna put you on camera, dude? I don't know. One day. One day. That's that's what she we said. Need. If my back gets right and I shut up at meetings and I stop dancing, we need to get one you one day I'll be able to dance. That's what I, I want. Uh I, I know you're a behind the scenes guy there, but like come on, like let let you come out. Let me dance. dance. Like put you in the crowd at least. Like take yes. one of the audience members out, put you there and you start dancing. Oh, I've been in the something. crowd. Yeah. I'm in the crowd. Look for Have me you in the been? crowd. Yes. Oh, yes, no yes, kidding. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's my favorite part. The dancing and the crowd surfing, really. So you do appear in the crowd sometimes. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Yes, exactly. It's like, it's like Price is Right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that was number two. Uh, number three, when are you dropping the bag for producer Kyle to join up with you? And the, what are the contents of said bag? The the contents were a Mustang uh, from CarMax, yeah. and he already apparently got it. it got lost in the shuffle, <laughs> and he thinks he has earned that car. That yeah, someone else. Us. Yeah, <laughs> someone else took credit for it. He doesn't understand how. Like this was a blue chip scenario we, where we the car went to showed Carmax, up. We tried to cut a deal, yeah. and now CarMax actually is defrauding us in the same way Adidas <laughs> defrauded universities. So damn you, CarMax. Yeah, what what would be the bag that we'd have to give Kyle to, to get? Here? Let's I mean, be honest, like the Camaro, a, 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 a <laughs> bunch of cigarettes. Um, yeah, uh, yes, uh, a carton of Marlboro Reds, uh, Camaro, uh, Camaro. I was gonna say, I was like anything with a Chevy or any, any car in it. I will know, say this yeah. about Kyle. Kyle is fascinating um, in this regard. Is that 
Uh, a lot of people listening think they have a good idea of, of who Kyle is and, they have and no what idea. he's about. And, yeah. he's, and you have no idea. Which is why we're saying all these things. Because it's funny, like, the, yes, the makeup of Kyle is not the reality of Kyle. Yeah, because you think you think you have him figured, like, he, he, okay, so he's a guy who can have any car in the world and he picks a Mustang. So that tells mm -hmm. me something about him. We know that he smokes. We know that he lives at the dark room. So, like, you're building this picture. But then I'll hit him with something out of nowhere where I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, you want to go get a lottery ticket? And he's like, lottery? Who plays the lottery? That's for idiots. And I'm like, how can you fit into one mold, but yet you don't like mm. fit into this other part? Mm. Um, there was something about like, like uh, uh, I, forget, I forget what the scenario was, but there was something else where uh, I think it had something to do. I don't want to talk. I can't talk about that one. I'll say this about Kyle. Kyle, um, he, watches, he watches Moses for me sometimes when I go out of town. Yes. Uh, and, and I tell him make yourself at home because he'll stay at my place and I'll, I'll just say like stay stay Those at the are place always the make last yourself words. at home yes and i do that i've had like a few people do this where they they watch moses and they stay at my place and i say make yourself at home and they don't no one ever makes yourself at home at, at someone else's place mm -hmm. it's just it's just kind of words kyle is like sammy who would watch moses would just yeah. stop by check on moses she'll stop by yeah whatever leave. like yeah. if there's like yeah. uh, might grab one beer out of the fridge if if you want to i don't yes. know if you're sticking around protein and watch. shake whatever yeah, you want what, whatever it is um kyle is the one guy who will always 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 make himself at home i when we went to vegas I, so much so that he's doing his laundry at your house he yes. did my, when we went to vegas I, I was gone for 36 hours this man touched i think he touched literally everything in my house he i think he slept in my bed god knows what he did there i did nuke those sheets when i got mm. home uh as you said the laundry detergent was used my quarters for my laundry were gone I don't know what happened to this. Just stolen. <laughs> he just stole. He probably didn't even do laundry. He's like, no, no, no. he's like, I'm gonna drain a little. He was at the bank. He's yeah. like, can you turn these back into cash? They're like, sir, this is like fourteen dollars. He's like, yeah, <laughs> cash. Uh, he touched like every book on my shelf. I know he didn't read them, but I don't know. He just like rearranged them, yeah, I guess. No. Uh, drank, read the back. Drank half my beer. Was opening bottles of wine. It was it was insane. It was it was incredible. So that's that's the Kyle update. Those are uh, our top three questions. Yeah, they had nothing it. to do with. CNN. Well, I mean. Or Sierra Canyon I feel like the even. first one shouldn't count because it, we've already asked. All that three one. of those so, don't count. So the fourth one, okay. So this is this is the only one that. Okay, we'll do this one. This is number four. We'll do a bonus one. Uh, some guy replied, "Good guy, bad guy, bad guy, Brad guy, Kyle guy, Kyle's guy, Kyle's guy." Ooh, man, all right. And I guess we're supposed to fill that in. Okay. Um, it's a it's a segment we used to do on One Shining Podcast. Day. I don't know if you remember. Good guy. First, right? We'll do good guy. Do you, should we do it? Do you want to do it yeah, as a collective? Just run through it. Just yeah, rip yeah. them through. We'll just okay, through let's it. just go through. So he says, first, good guy. Um, my vote has to be Steve Prome, who lost mm -hmm. to Florida A and M at home. Um, Florida A and M's first ever Power Conference win. They were a twenty-five point underdog, and they they beat Iowa State on Tuesday in Ames. That's a good guy move. Or is it Mike Hopkins for being a good guy and letting Mick Cronin? Win his first Pac-12 game, or is it Mike Bray for letting everyone just, just kind of walk just, over him this year and just be like, you know what? Maybe he needs to find a new job and go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. While in reality, we know that good guy move is to get fired and then get a better job. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe Georgetown, somewhere like that. Who knows? Mike Bray, you're just you're just, you're just uh, signing Mike Bray everywhere. You're yeah, going, no, UCLA, Georgetown, Georgetown, and, UCLA. and Georgetown's changing to Under Armour. Yeah, yeah it's right. gonna be a whole move. Yeah, um, good guy for me, Mike Bray. Mike Bray. He's gonna get fired, I think. Unfortunately, I'm gonna do Mike Hopkins. That's a good guy move because Cronin, Mike's Cronin was an angry little elf and needed, needed a W. And, <laughs> yes, and Mike Hopkins is like, here you go, take one. All right, so now we have bad guy, B A D. That has to be Walter McCarty, right? It has to be Mick Cronin, right? <laughs> um, we'll move on from that one. Bad guy. Easy. Who's that? Phil Self. Oh, you're doing like the whole season, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
What do you mean, like right now? Yeah, yeah I was like doing like the moment in time. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is the whole season. Okay. Bad guy, Bill Self. Bill, bad guy, Bill Self. All right, I'll, I'll roll with Penny you. Hardaway is probably number two on that list. Um, but the bags haven't worked. Yeah. Who 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 would it be right now? I haven't been paying attention to recruiting. I don't know. Right now, bad guy. Yeah. Let's just say Buzz Williams, just because I know he's probably getting some really. What good What the recruits. hell is Buzz Williams doing? I'm not keeping up with. Dude, what's that's going horrifying. On. I just yes. thought about that. Yes. I have not seen Buzz Williams' face. Since. I have not heard his name since. He People listening don't even know where he's coaching right exactly. now. Exactly. Everyone's like, is it Texas Tech or Texas A&M or is it know. Texas? or Somewhere in Texas, right? He's going to Dude, Texas. That is, that is terrifying because, as you said, he's he's scheming something. He's, Texas. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's scheming the move to Texas. Um, Watch out, Shaka. Yeah, bad guy. I think Buzz Williams might be my bad guy. Yeah, mm. that's a good call because he's, he's, he, he disappeared. It's, it's strange how quiet. He's like a tsunami. Like the waves start dis- pulling yes. back yes. away from the beach. Chris that Beard only means the and wave Buzz is Williams coming. are yeah. both just waiting for the mm-hmm. Texas job to open. It's coming. Uh, Brad Guy. I forgot we did this one time. Mm-hmm. We did the Brad Guy, which was like basically Brad Davison versus Brad Calipari. It yes. has to be Brad Calipari this year, yes. right? Yes. Wisconsin just got the win at Tennessee, but as we said, like that's not going to be a good No one cares about yeah. that. And everyone wasn't watching because of Turner being hurt. They so. do. I, Wisconsin plays out of Ohio State tonight, and um, I, I'm really, really worried that it's going to come back to this bite is, me. So like, this is an upset alert. Brad, Brad Davison's going to score 35 and take seven charges. Yeah. I was going to say, this is, this is a 10-charge-taking game. Where so this saying, is a double-double. That, 10 points, 10 for that charges reason, taken. For that reason, I'm picking Brad Davison, who is having a fantastic year and is going to keep it going against the Buckeyes and going to prove that he's the best Brad in the country. I'm picking Brad Calipari because when I went to Coach Calipari's all-Kentucky press conference, there were at least 14 jokes made about how Coach Cal was probably late because he's watching Brad's highlights. Mm-hmm. Love there, that. Yeah, Brad, what did you, didn't he score like 21 in a game this year? I think he scored 12, but 12. 21 Same sounds man. better. I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, Kyle Guy update. Uh, Reading your book that he got for Christmas. He did. Yeah, uh, yeah, he did. Uh, being Christian and humble and I sent, blessed. I sent Kyle Guy my book. Uh, he 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 hit me up on Instagram and was like, he he sent me the eye emoji. You sent the book? Nope. So what happened? Here's yeah. Here's what happened. I I <laughs> this was a long time ago. This was like so he right just after, opened the book. Yeah, right after they won the title, <laughs> he saved it for Christmas. Yeah, dude. What but, is it with this guy in saving things? I like don't know. saving for marriage, saving the Cavaliers from losing in the Final yeah, Four to yeah, Auburn, yeah. and now saving to read your book. Jesus saves time. as yes. does Kyle guy. <laughs> He's our um, savior. Uh, he uh uh. So someone <laughs> someone we do savior of the week. <laughs> And it's Jesus every it's, it's Messiah it's, it's on like, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> That's your topical one. <laughs> we do Savior of the Week, and every week our moms call us and are like, you know, you, I was hoping you'd pick Jesus this week. Yeah, well, I was hoping you'd go to church this Sunday. I guess they don't do that in California. With you oh, so the story is someone on Instagram like bought my book. They they do the move on where you're they, they in their story. Mm. They tag me. They're like about to dig into. Don't put me in coaching. Mike to cover yes. my book. I do the I do the thing where I like quote tweet. I don't know. I don't know how to yes. what Instagram terms. Share to your story. Shared my story. There you go. <laughs> you can tell I don't use Instagram a lot. So I do the thing where I just like repost it onto my story, <laughs> and then Kyle guy responds basically with just like the eye emojis, and that was it. And then I was like, I'll send you one if you want it. And he's like, Absolutely, need to read that. And then uh, I wrote him a little note in there. I was like, Don't forget about. Those of us who loved you when you had the man bun, mm. I sent it to him. This was probably in like June, July, August, somewhere in there. And then I guess he just now got around to reading it. So, yeah. congratulations, That's the Kyle guy. Okay, congratulations. And you pretend like it was a Christmas present. Um, I thought it was. That's pretty sweet. All right, our final two, Kyle's guy. 
Kyle's not here. Lamine Gian, is that how you say his name? Yeah. He's back at Cal State Northridge. I saw he's like a... Lamine Gianni. Kyle has has gone on record as saying that will always be his guy. Like, that is his guy. I think it's Lamine Janae. Janae. That's what it was. Janae it was. Yeah, I wish Kyle Kyle would be here. Like, Kyle's... There he is. He's banging on the door now. Yes, yes. Janae, you bastards. Um... Yeah, I don't know. He's not here to. He's not here to answer. So I, I said that's his guy. Yeah, that's always his guy. Uh, and then or Cal, Thorndorn. Cal's guy. Cal's guy is honestly a really tough one, and it's probably the most shocking answer we've had in years. And the answer is easy. And the answer is Nick Richards. And the answer is Nick Richards because he made his first and one of his entire Kentucky career. You love Nick Richards. I don't. But uh, <laughs> when he made that shot, and after Calipari had told everyone to represent to stand up. Yeah. Because he was going to blame the crowd for them losing that game mm-hmm. to Louisville, hundred yeah. percent. He'd already put it in his head. He's like, "It is the crowd's fault but that we would, lost no, this game." But the, in, in typical Cal fashion, he would never come out and be like, "Our fans didn't bring it tonight." He would be like, "I didn't bring it. I didn't bring it, and neither did our." And fans. I could tell our fans were hoping for more. Yeah, yeah and he'd yeah. like somehow yes. make it. Yes, and they would know it was about them. Yeah, it's yeah. called plausible deniability <laughs> yeah, right. and being passive aggressive, and. Coach Cal picks Nick Richards because he makes the shot. He hits the free throw. And the crowd is so bewildered that it happened that they lose their mind and they're back. And Nick mm-hmm. Richards saved the day. All right. Yeah. I'll go with Tyrese Maxey, who was <laughs> actually the MVP of that game. <laughs> Nick Richards. But, uh, yeah, there you go. That's uh that's uh there it is. That's fan service Friday. What a segment. What a great idea a that idea. is. Yeah, yeah, man. It's going so well. Um, anything else before we go? Anthony Harris of uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, uh, freshman, tore his ACL out for the year. Another injury to the already severely, Maligned. supremely injured North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, North Carolina, I saw Hate this on ESPN. Uh, the BPI, the world famous BPI, the best uh, metric in college basketball mm-hmm. that we have. Uh, North Carolina is currently 66th on the BPI. Race which, 69. In the article I was reading, pointed out that um, they're not even number one in the North Carolina system because UNC Greensboro is 62nd. Your thoughts? Do you have a message for the haters, Tate? My thoughts are Wes Miller is the head coach of UNC Greensboro. He's been nicer to me than any other coach in the state of North Carolina. So shout out to UNCG, and they should have beat NC State. Is this all a ploy to get Wes Miller back to Carolina? Carolina. Yeah, he's going to be bring back Wes. Yeah, he's going to. If Wes Miller is the head coach of North Carolina, Mark Titus, we will have unprecedented access. Well, that's that's what I'm cheering for. (laughs) Unless he changes, and then I will be very upset. As is the case with all things in my life, I only care about myself. So uh, I'll cheer for whatever uh, whatever needs to happen to benefit me. Um, I have a few shout-outs I want to give. Shout-out to uh, Andrew Fleming of Maine, who hit a three at the buzzer in overtime to to give them a win over Columbia. I thought this was someone that like wrote in. He's like, no, no, no. I'm Andrew Fleming from Maine. Yeah, he did. He actually Just did. Just don't put me in, Coach, after seeing Kyle Guy's story. No, he, he did write in. He's like, please talk about my my three four. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Maine, did you see Maine played a true road game at Hawaii? No. A true like it wasn't it wasn't a holiday tournament. It wasn't anything. They scheduled a home game or a, a I don't know if it's a home and home in Hawaii's gonna I I doubt it. Why would Hawaii go to Maine? Why would Maine go to Hawaii? Well, maybe if Maine's never thing. been to Hawaii and Hawaii's never been to Maine, it's a good deal. This is like what it's the longest sea is, ba- is about. It's, it's like got to be the longest. It's it, it, you can't possibly have a further true road game. It was but a true you, road game. They flew to Honolulu, played Hawaii. Think it was and like flew a back. Guinness World Record type yeah, thing. Where but, it's like yeah, the, they wanted like, to get in the books. Yeah, Miles flew to play meaningless game. Hawaii, uh Hawaii won by like 50, by the way. <laughs> Hawaii's pretty good. Yeah, but it's just it's funny to 
it's imagine flying like 12 hours around the world Hawaii to get your ass kicked by 50. Good. I kind yeah. of think Hawaii's a, a is Hawaii back? giant. Yeah, I mean, Should Patino go back to Hawaii? Yes. Wow. Go yes. back to where it all started? <laughs> go home, Rick. Make that uh, uh, yeah. That's the easiest you go backdrop back to... of all time yeah. because it's you got international waters to deal with. You it know what I mean? Yeah. You just put a boat out there, 120 miles, just get dropped off, pick up the bag. Jeff D'Angelo's ears are ringing right now. He's like, I he's, love it. I love he's it. In the middle of the Pacific Ocean, right now, listening. I love it. Oh god. Uh, I want to give a shout out. He's got that thirteen thousand dollars. He ran away. He's like, they'll never catch me. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the Syracuse women as well. I saw Harry retweeted this. This is how it, it popped in my purview. Um, they were down one against number eight Florida State last night. I think it was last night. I don't know. Okay. I saw the tweet last night. Let's say last night. They're down one with 0.8 seconds left. Sideline out of bounds. Back screen, <laughs> lob at the basket. They have a tip in for the win to be uh, number eight Florida State. So that was cool. That's cool. So that's your women's basketball update. Nice. I um, have heard a lot of people say that we need to mention women's basketball. And to that, I say I love Ivory Ladder. And I love yeah. women's basketball. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad. So here, send us a correspondent. By the way, my, here, here's another one of my dad's like uh, subtle shots at Purdue where he's like, you, he, he's, he's trying not to be a hater, but it like you really deconstruct what he's saying. And it's the most hater thing ever. Yes. Where he was talking about, he's like, you know, Mark, I was thinking last night, I was, I was looking around at the banners and, and Mackie, uh, how many, you guys should talk about this. How many programs uh, have more women's national titles than men's. He's like, he's like, you know, some of them are obvious, like UConn, obviously. But uh, you know, like if you if you had to gun your head and you had to answer that question, how many women? Because you know, obviously Purdue's one because Purdue has one women's and no men's. And he's like going on and he's very sincere about the whole thing. And I'm dying because it's like, it's like obviously Purdue's on that. Everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone know knows that Purdue's on that list. That's a Purdue thing. That's what they're known for. This is great. He did, Purdue, Purdue, That's the Indiana, Big Ten stat of the day. That's a new rival. That's the Big Ten stat of the day is my dad pointing out that Purdue mm-hmm. has more women's titles than men's titles. And and, and, and and to be fair, in 2020, that's a good thing. The Big Ten hater stat of the day. because And then he also brought up like Purdue leads the Big Ten and in, in Big Ten titles and conference titles regular season. But half of them were before whatever year, 1950-something. <laughs> so they don't count. And and just to hear an IU fan who like the whole thing with IU is the banners and In they the haven't history. won one since 1987. <laughs> yes, <laughs> talking about how Purdue is living in the past. It's it's all it's all great. I love my dad so much. It's fun. Uh, my final shout out is <laughs> is to the state. Um, I saw this article with on East Lansing Journal, whatever it's called. Uh, Tom Izzo is apparently famous in Japan. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? He's the Rui there's, Hachimura of Japan. There's, there's a kid, a guy. I guess he's a man. He's <laughs> I a guess man. I shouldn't say kid. Yes, he's a man. Uh, Masato Nakamura is the, kid, is the guy's name. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep saying kid. Uh, he reached out to... This is a true story. It was, mm. it was in the, the East Lansing paper. He, he reached out to the Michigan State coaching staff, sent him an email uh, saying he wanted to like learn more about basketball and come to the practice. They didn't respond. So he goes to East Lansing, um, sits outside the gym for five hours, and Tom Izzo finally says, like, come on in, whatever. Izzo has this guy follow him around for practice. This is the lead-up to the Illinois game last night. The guy was at shoot-around. They gave him a, a ticket behind the bench. Uh, he apparently does not speak English very well. Mm-hmm. He just loves basketball, wanted to, wanted to know more about – wanted to, like, learn basketball and figured, like, if I just sit out here, eventually they'll teach me how to play basketball, I guess. What a story. What a, this is a true story. You're looking at me like this. I'm I'm full of crap, but I'm no, not. No, I'm this, not. I'm looking at you like this. Sounds like the Dark Knight. Like this sounds yeah. like we got some. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But the reason the reason I said he's famous in Japan <laughs> like is uh uh so the the story uh um he says so yeah the story in the the, the paper goes like uh, Masato Nakamura showed up in East Lansing this week with no connection to Michigan State besides an email sent to the basketball program's coaching staff that went unreturned. But the native of Japan wanted to learn about basketball from one of the game's famous coaches, Tom Izzo, who he grew to admire from the other side of the world. That's pretty amazing to think that Tom Izzo was the guy that stuck out right. to him. He's so famous in Japan, Nakamura said of Izzo. I wanted to see him. I'm calling BS on this. How upset He's is Mark? He's so Few? famous in Japan. That has to be like a lost in translation thing. Like that he he doesn't understand what famous means. Is is Tom Izzo like if Tom Izzo goes to Japan right now, is he it, stepping off the plane? If and Tom Izzo are, is in Shibuya right now, <laughs> is are people going to like mob him on the streets in the same way Derek Rose in China <laughs> right. or Tracy McGrady in China right. or Kobe in China? Is that Tom Izzo yeah. in Japan? Because if so, let's go to Japan with Tom Izzo. I feel like this is just one Japanese guy speaking for the entire country, and and, and he, it's he one knows that, American guy speaking for the whole I country. I'd say welcome. welcome I know it's hilarious because like he knows Americans are dumb enough to buy that. Like it, I would so do that if I was a foreigner and I came to America. I would just be like, if I was from Sweden, I'd be like, yes. yeah, everybody in Sweden X, and then people would be like, wow, I didn't realize that. Everybody, be like, no, everybody does it. That's what we do in Sweden. And then now every American that hears that is just perpetuating that. Like, yeah, you know, I. You I heard hear that, that in, in Sweden, Sweden they, they piss and sing. Yeah. So that's, that's what we do now. That's what we all do in Sweden. We piss and sing. Let's keep going. I think that's what this guy's doing. Is like I'm gonna. He tells all his buddies, "Is like I'm gonna go to America and convince them that Tom Izzo is super famous here. Watch this. This will be hilarious." And it worked. Um, it worked. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So Izzo is opening up that uh, Japanese pipeline. He's gonna get the next. See, that's fan sure. service Friday. That's Tom Izzo yeah. servicing a fan and making sure that he has a great experience in East Lansing. Yeah. Congratulations. We should we should try this ourselves. We should go uh yes. just go to East Lansing. You sit outside, outside of our studio for five hours. Yes. We will let <laughs> yeah, you right. in, that's for sure. <laughs> we will we will definitely let you in. Uh that's it. You got anything else? That's it. I had one other thing I was gonna ask you to uh, uh make a crazy prediction. This is our first show of twenty twenty. Oh, right. I, I made my New Year's resolution to not swear. I think I, I cussed like five times already. Mm. Uh so five dollars is being put into the Greg Oden cameo fund. You're um, $45 away from, yeah, from, from, from your first chat from with having, Greg Oden from for 30 Greg. seconds. Uh, so it's the, first, it's the first show we're doing of 2020. Uh, would you like to step to the plate and make a crazy prediction yes. for 2020? World War Three. <laughs> all right no i said crazy prediction I said, something <laughs> like, I said something i said something that's not obviously going to happen um in college basketball too. oh in college basketball oh yes also okay. world war three <laughs> let's think about this uh my craziest prediction a coach is, being fired per no. let's say let's uh a, a team winning a title shock is smart will be fired from texas Ooh, in 2020 okay all right um there's my prediction that's not even crazy though i feel well, like that's let, pretty standard okay how about the uh, Crazy, a crazy prediction at this point would be uh, a a Big Ten team winning winning a title, a West Coast team, a West Coast team winning a title, Mm -hmm. or just a mid major team in general winning a title. Gonzaga winning a title title would not count. They're a blue blood, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is what is the most likely to happen? A mid major title has not happened since 1990. UNLV because we don't count 2014. UConn Dayton is UNLV. Yeah. So we have Dayton, we have San Diego State, we have Gonzaga as the likely candidates there. Oh my gosh, Gonzaga doesn't count. Pac-12 title, last never one gonna, never gonna Arizona. happen. Never ever gonna happen. Never gonna happen this century. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see a Pac-12 title this century. <laughs> ever. That's your Pac-12 update. <laughs> <laughs> or big, is the Big Ten title gonna happen? Is, so never big, will we see a Big Ten title this century ever. <laughs> uh. The Big Ten currently has. You want it crazy? I'll give you yeah, crazy ever. Th- th- those are. 
And this is all contingent on World War III, so... I was going to say, you're just going to keep going. We will never see an SEC title. We will never see an ACC title. As it turns out, college basketball is done. Ever. It's over. It's it's over forever. Um, The Big Ten has 12 of the top 50 teams in Ken Palm. Mm. I saw that today. 12 of the top 50. And that includes Rutgers basketball. Your family, your religion. And Rutgers, but as, as, how is that not on a t-shirt? I don't understand. Well, can how we make it? A, yeah, let's make that a t-shirt. Um, all right, that's the show. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, conference play has officially started. Yes. Uh, this it's weekend's games are going to be awesome. There's going to be a ton of upsets because mm-hmm. uh, there already been a ton of upsets, but now conference play happens. This is the week. That's what's crazy. It's like all the... Um, I'm catching myself being like a, a goober college basketball guy, but whatever. We're here now. All the All the upsets that have been happening have been fun. But this is the week that usually traditionally chaos really chaos starts to ensues. happen because it's conference play starting. Um, so one can only imagine, Tate, if we've already had as much chaos as, as we've had, yes. what's going to happen now? San Diego State will lose. <laughs> we will see. That is Harry's prediction. That is his big best bet, whatever he called it. Um, so, yeah, thank you to Harry for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Boom.